from the Tiffany Micah podcast and welcome to today's episode. Well, last episode, we actually looked at what was causing you to freak out when the pressure was on, wasn't it? And what you had to do for me was that you actually had to uh, answer four questions to prepare for this episode because what we want to do is we want to now craft the plan to overcome you freaking out under pressure. So we, we looked at the four stages, didn't we? And, and so those four stages were, were um, so stage one was the situation of, of pressure. So what kind of pressure was placed on you? Was it physical or, or mental? But it was a situation that was actually occurring for you. What type of, of pressure were you feeling that, that environmental demand? Stage two was your perception of pressure. So it was how you interpreted the, the pressure that was placed on you. Stage three was um, how you actually responded to the pressure, so both physically and mentally, Uh, you know, like uh, freezing up, heart beating fast, freaking out, all of that kind of stuff. That was your stress response. And stage four was what they call the behavioral consequence, which was really how you perform under pressure. So what was actually going for you um, during that pressure. So whether you were, you performed well or you didn't perform well, like I said, some athletes thrive under pressure and some athletes dive under pressure. So I wanted to make sure that you're aware that that it's a process that we go through. It's just understanding how that process works and then how we can then work through it. And, and we also looked at those stages, didn't we? And what causes that, that, that anxiety and that stress, and it was like one was how you were going to how important it was for you to um, perform in a particular tournament or competition, and also that uncertainty you didn't you didn't really know how you were going to go. So uh, we we looked at that, and then I gave you those four questions, wasn't it? So the four questions was number one: what are the types of pressure that come up for you? Number two was how you feel about the pressure. Number three was how do you react to the pressure both physically and mentally? And number four was how you perform under the pressure. So if you haven't heard the first part of the episode, it's really important that you go and answer these questions that I've just shared again, just as a reminder, because now we've got to create the plan, craft the plan. Now, in order for us to craft the plan, you need to have done that. Okay. So just make sure that you've done it. You might be going, yeah, Tiff, I'll, I'll do it when I get home. Great. And most welcome to listen to to this episode because we'll work on the solutions, but it's important that you do it, okay? It's not just me just sharing this with you and saying, okay, well, you do this, 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 and this, off you go. We need to understand actually what's going on. So remember, it's creating that awareness. So I'm going to assume that you have now worked out what's actually causing you to freak out, and now it's time to, to craft the plan, okay? So... What really was actually going on for you is you're actually focusing on the end result. So the end result is whether you win or lose. 
It's will you win or lose, right? It's whether you'll win or lose or how many points or what will the score be. But see, what, what's actually happening is the focus is not about you executing what you must do in the moment. Your attention is actually elsewhere. So you're not staying in that moment of performing your skill in your sport. You're actually focusing on what the end result should be, right? Win or lose. It's as simple as that, right? Black or white. So what we need to make sure is that you're actually focusing on what needs to be done, the here and now, because when your attention is somewhere else, when you are focused on someone or something else, which is not what you've got to do right there in that moment, of course you're not going to achieve what you get, what you want. Of course you're going to lose because your focus is what is, is getting the end result, but you're actually not focusing on what you need to do here and now. I hope that makes sense because that was a big thing and that's what I coach a lot of people through is actually to work on the process that will give you the end result because we need to do the work to get us to where we want to go. It's like somebody um, wanting to, and this is a great example, it's, it's somebody standing on the tee, let's say it's a par three hole and a par three hole is like, you know, in, in, in par terms, it's the first shot lands on the green and you've got two putts if you're not too familiar with golf. So it's like you want to hit your ball, but you're not completely committed to hitting the ball because you're worried about where the ball's going to go. So what actually happens is when you come down to hit the ball, you actually lift up in that moment that you're about to hit the ball to see if the ball's worked because you wanted to see the end result and you haven't totally committed to actually playing the shot properly. So what actually happens is that when you don't commit to playing the shot properly, you come up out of the shot, guess what? It's not going to go on the green. It's not going to go anywhere where you want it to go. So we need to make sure that what you do in the moment, and I, like I said, you you know, from a golf perspective, this is, this is, it's really good to focus on this, but it's any sport. It's exactly the same. You need to focus on what you have to do in the here and now. You know where you want it to go. You know the end result. You know you want to get the ball on the green or you know you want to get the ball near the hole or, you know, the plan is to go in the hole. But if you are then 100% committed to playing the shot the best that you can, you go through the ball and then you come up a little bit later to see the result, you've got a much better chance of actually getting what you want versus coming up halfway through, not being fully committed. So the thing is, is you must focus on the process of what needs to be done in the moment, okay? Because this is where you'll get the results. This is exactly where you'll get the results. And you'll give yourself a much better chance of getting the result you're after. Will it always work? Majority of the time it will because you've given 100% focus and attention to what you've got to do. But at times it may not. But you know what? You've gone, oh, because sometimes, I know in, in golf situations especially, sometimes a random thought just pops into your head and you're like, where'd that come from? And that's affected your shot as well. Now, that can happen in any sport, 
in that moment, you could be kicking a ball and passing the ball to somebody. And in that moment, something else just pops into your head. Oh, where'd that come from? Also, it can depend on your opponent as well, because you don't know what your opponent's going to do. You can predict and anticipate and so on what they're going to do, but you don't have control over what they do, but you have all the control over what you do. So we need to ensure that you give yourself every possible opportunity to bring out your best and embrace the pressure. Notice I said embrace the pressure versus freaking out. I wish that when I was 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, that someone had said to me, Tiff, this is what we've got to do. We've got to learn to embrace the pressure because freaking out is not serving you. It's, it's causing you to lose a lot of matches and you don't need to lose those matches because you're too good for that. So the thing is, is if you don't win on the day, what I want you to do is you want to walk off knowing that you gave it your all. And if your opponent was better on the day, then they were just better. It doesn't mean that you were a failure, okay? It does not mean that you're a failure. It just means that they were better on the day. You see the top players in the world, like say um, Nadal and, and Djokovic, right? two of, they're two of my favorite players because they go in all, they give it their all, they give it their all. It's like the battle of the titans every time that, that they come up against each other. It's amazing, but they give it their all and they acknowledge that, you know what, someone else was just better on the day because of whatever was going on for them. But once we acknowledge that, you know what, if I don't win in whatever competition or tournament that I'm playing game, then what you can do is then you can come off and evaluate what they did better than you. Wouldn't that be a trip? Actually evaluating what they did better than you. Wow. Versus, oh, gee, I'm a loser. And then you can walk on, not walk on, work on improving what you need to do, right? It's just called feedback. I remember my um, niece's soccer team. So she's in a mixed team. So most of them are boys. There's two girls in the team. They're 11 and they had their first loss about two weeks ago because they've been dominating. They've been going great because they've got the team is coming together really well. It's, it's, it's so exciting. I love, I love being part of it. But they had a loss. So the, the, I've, as you, if you've been following me, I've, I've stepped in and, and being part of the coaching team and so on. And what's actually going on is this particular weekend, they won their first game on the Saturday. They won 6-4 and then they lost the next game, um, I think it was 5-3 or something like that, 5-3 or 4-2. Their little faces, they were so devastated because they'd never experienced a loss. The thing is in life, doesn't matter in sports. Sports are a great analogy for life. At some time, we're going to experience losses, right? We're going to experience challenges. We're going to experience obstacles, but it's just feedback. And when the poor little faces, they came off and I was just so sad. And I said, look, it's not a bad thing losing. The great thing about losing is it's just feedback. It's just showing you areas in which you can improve, right? It's just feedback. That's all it is. 
when I was that age, when I was 19, 20, coming off the tennis court after a loss, I thought I was a failure. I was just not good enough. What if someone said, hey, Tiff, you know what? It's just feedback. Feedback of things that you can work on. All people focus on are the winners. Those, the people that lose, wow, how amazing is that when you have a loss? Look at all the things that you can learn from that. How amazing would that be if you had that approach? And you can have that approach. And I don't want you to go, okay, Tiff, I'm going to go out and lose every game. No, I don't want you to do that. But if there, if there are losses that come about, and you may have been going through quite a number of losses at the moment, that's okay. It's feedback, isn't it? So what we need to do is understand that there's areas in which someone else is performing better than us, look at what they're doing, and then how can we improve on that, okay? So what we're going to look at is how to craft the plan to overcome freaking out. And I've just been talking about it. The first one is identify how you feel about an upcoming tournament game match competition. I want you to identify how you feel, right? So what that actually means is what type of emotions is it bringing up for you? Because we need to know. We need to know what kind of emotions it's bringing up for you. So are you feeling nervous? Are you excited? Are you anxious? Are you unsure? All I want you to do is just acknowledge the emotions. It's okay. It's okay to feel that way. So then number two is for each emotion that comes up, we want to now identify like what the cause of it is to the core. Okay. So for example, if you're saying um, you've identified an emotion, say you're feeling really nervous. Okay. So why do you feel nervous? So every emotion that comes up, you've got to do this for each emotion. So let's look at why do you feel nervous? You say, okay, I ask the question, why do I feel nervous? Well, I feel nervous because I want to do well. I feel nervous because I know I can do well. I want to prove that I can do well for myself. I can do well for my coach. I can do well for my family. And I feel nervous because I know that I work so hard on training and I know I can do it. And they believe in me and they believe in me because I have the skills and the talent and I work really hard and I have the discipline, but I want to show everyone that I can do this. I want to not only prove to them that I can do this, I want to prove to myself that I can do this, right? So it's just identifying what's actually causing that emotion. You want to prove that you can do it, don't you? Of course you do. So then number three is reframing that emotion. How can you reframe that emotion? I'm I'm feeling nervous about this upcoming tournament or this upcoming game, this upcoming match. I'm feeling nervous about it. So how could we reframe that? We could say, I love being nervous because this gets me focused, ready to bring out my best performance. How exciting would that be to rather than going, oh, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, I'm so nervous, to I love being nervous because this gets me focused. It gets me ready to bring out my best performance. Imagine 
the shift in the mindset? What kind of approach would you have if you reframed that? Right? So all these emotions that come up, we want to reframe those emotions. Number four, what can you do to focus your attention when you feel nervous in your game? What can you do to focus your attention when you feel nervous in your game? So um, like I explained to you when I was playing golf and I was doing the applying test, what did I focus on? I was nervous. I had diarrhea. I kept running off to the bathroom before we teed off. Um, I couldn't think straight. I was hyperventilating. What did I focus my attention on when I felt nervous in, in the game? like before the game and during the game. I focused on breathing. Okay, Tiff, just keep breathing. Just keep breathing. Just play the best shot you can. Just keep breathing. So let's say, for example, in tennis, let's play shot by shot. Just focus on shot by shot. It's all you can do in the moment, isn't it? Shot by shot, then point by point right? That will give you game, game upon game. All of a sudden you'll have won the match or perform so much better because where your attention has been. In um, golf, the thing in golf, for example, is focusing on one shot at a time. You hear it from interviews from so many players when the ones that perform well is they focus on what they've got to do in the here and now. So it's where your attention is. Okay, it's really where your attention is. So focusing on one shot at a time. Just give it the best you can. Soccer, watch the ball's every move. Watch actually what's going on with the ball. I see even, you know, these lovely 11-year-olds that I love working with, I see them drifting off and looking elsewhere. Watch the ball. Watch the ball. Move yourself in position so that you can execute a pass. Move yourself in position so you can execute a tackle. Move in position so you can execute a dribble. Focus on that. Watch the ball's every move. Okay? And number five is actually track what you do. So some sports you can track yourself, you know, do it yourself, but others you can get someone else to do it for you. So if you've got someone that you would like them to track something for you, then ask them. It might be your parent. Okay, you know, like mum or dad, I want to um, I want to focus on my soccer today, and I actually want to focus on how many times I get the ball onto my feet. So, how many times I actually touch the ball with my feet? Because the if you look at that, that's a process, right? And then when you come off, they might say, "Well, you only touch the ball like ten times the entire match." Okay, well, let's improve that next time. How many times can your feet touch the ball? Something really simple to track. In golf, it might be how many clean shots you actually hit in your day. Just tracking one thing, just to get you focused on one thing. It might be in tennis, how many times you hit a forehand cross court or how many times you hit a a forehand down the line, especially if you've won and you've hit so many forehands down the line or something like that, that might be an indicator of you've got to do that more. Or, you know, you may have hit so many forehands cross court or backhands, right? But it's getting, getting, tracking and identifying what's going on. In swimming, it might be how many strokes it takes you to get to 50 metres. 
So it might take you, I don't know how many strokes it actually takes to 50 metres. I don't know enough about swimming, but if just, let's say, for example, it took you 100 strokes to be able to um, uh, complete 50 metres, then you can then compare the amount of strokes with your time, can't you? And then, okay, if I do more strokes, will that improve my time? Or if I do less strokes but I'm more efficient, will that improve my time? See what I mean? So now we're actually like identifying a process. We're tracking the process because the thing is, is it's the process that will actually give you the results. It's not the end result that you've got to focus on. You already know what you want to achieve, but you've actually got to put all these little things in place to give you the results. And this is just a broad overview, we can go in much deeper detail and, I'll, and I will do that um, with an upcoming course that I'll be releasing and I'll tell you about that when, it, when it's coming up. We can go into that in much bigger detail when you then understand what you need to do in the process, the results are going to blow your mind, absolutely blow your mind because when the attention is elsewhere, you're not going to get the results that you want. When your attention is what you need to focus on in that moment in time, you'll give yourself a much greater chance of, of getting what you want. And I'll just share a, a, a quick story with you with regards to golf. When I teach people golf, um, and I'll use my mum as an example, actually. She's a great example. I love my mum. She so badly wants to do well. She so badly wants to perform well in her sport. She loves it, absolutely loves golf, loves it to the core. But what happens to her, she goes through this, right? She gets, she puts herself under pressure. She freaks out. She gets nervous. She gets butterflies in her tummy and, and so on. When, when she tracks actually her process, she does amazingly well. But she doesn't do it all the time. See, so what then happens is she then focuses on the end result and that's all her focus is on. Then her skill level drops. Her skill level is not as good. She doesn't get the results that she wants. When she actually tracks specific things in her game, guess what? Her attention is on what she needs to do in those moments. Guess what? She performs better. It happens with everybody. It doesn't matter if you're an amateur golfer, you're a professional golfer, you're in the um, in the midst of, of training to become a professional athlete, whatever your sport is, you've got to focus on the processes because when you change your attention and you focus on the process, the results will come. And I'm going to leave you with that. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you answer those questions and you start tracking actually what you need to be doing. I um, wish you the very best in, in doing that. And I want you to sh- reach out and share with me what's going on for you because I look forward to hearing from you. So make sure you do that. If you've got 30 seconds to spare, I'd really appreciate a five-star review wherever you hear these episodes. 
If you've got friends that you know that would uh, benefit from these episodes, I'd love it too if you could share with your friends because we want to build the reach of potential with TIFF community as big as we possibly can. And I want you to dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams. Have an absolutely awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah.